So Psalm 23, uh, last week what we did was we, we looked at the first few words, the Lord is my shepherd, and we took a step back and saw it from 20,000 feet in the air. From Genesis to Revelation, I actually did uh, something similar at the Capitol today. Uh, went really well. It's Every time I do that, of all the teaching I've done in the Bible, whenever you show people Genesis the Revelation, how all these themes and motifs climax in Christ, I always get the same response. Because you, you, you see the Bible as it was meant to be seen, as a whole, and not just parts. Um, and I uh, always, always love doing that. Um, and then you make much of Jesus. I just absolutely love him. So we spent quite a bit that when David writes, the Lord is my shepherd, that, that fits within the story arc of the Bible. And so um, along our study of Psalm 23, the Christological connection is ultimately Jesus standing up saying, I am the good shepherd. And as the good shepherd, he lays his life down for the sheep. That's, that's, that's where we're going every week, uh, whether we express it or not. Uh, but what we want to do uh, this week, and hopefully we'll finish it next week, I want us to look at these six verses and uh, there are two ways to read Psalm 23, and I think they're both right. One way is to read it as through the metaphor of a shepherd and his sheep. Um, so if you've ever uh, read about Psalm 23, the most popular book is, is a book called A Shepherd's Look at Psalm 23 by Philip Keller, I believe his name is. It's a really good book, really, really good book. Um, I've read it a few times over the years. Um, and he takes the approach that every verse has at its center the metaphor of the shepherd-sheep relationship. I think there's truth to that. You can also interpret Psalm 23 that although that metaphor is there, it's not always there. David is, is rather fluid with, 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 with sometimes he's the metaphor, sometimes not. I think both are actually valid. I think it's such a beautifully written psalm, you can do both. So I want to spend hopefully two weeks looking at the shepherd motif and then I want us to look at the other, which, which I think will be a real blessing to you. Uh, and again, we, we always want to make the connection to Christ. So let's start with the first uh, three verses. Uh, Lord willing, we'll, we'll get through them. A couple of things to note about the psalm in general. The poem opens and closes with reference to Yahweh, the divine name. It's there in your English Bible. The first word of the poem is Yahweh. The Lord is my shepherd. So you probably know this. In your Bible, in the Old Testament, when you see Lord in all caps, that is the divine name of Yahweh. That is the name that God identified himself to Moses in the burning bush. The great I am, right? So you see it there in verse 1, Yahweh is my shepherd. Then at the end of verse 6, I will dwell in the house of Yahweh forever. It's not the last word, so it's not a perfect inclusio, but certainly the... Uh, the way it's written, you have Yahweh at the beginning, Yahweh at the end. And what you have in this psalm is every line directs us back to verse 1 and forward to verse 6. So, for example, um, who makes me lie down in green pastures? Yahweh. Who leads me beside quiet waters? It's Yahweh. Right? Uh, even though I walk through the valley of shadow of death, I will fear no evil. Why? You. Are with me now. When we, when we get to all that, you'll notice the, the the change in pronouns. Not because David was a lefty, but because he's going to go from he to you. It's a lot more personal. But we'll get there when we get to the Valley of Shadow of Death, right? And then you can even come down to the end. Um, who prepares a table for me in the presence of my enemies? It's Yahweh. Well, that's where we've been. It's also where we're going. Um, so, at the center of this psalm 
is not the sheep, it's the shepherd. And one of the errors we make of this psalm is we make it about me because I'm the sheep, right? Once you accept that, then that's not a compliment if you're a sheep. Once you accept that, you think, wow, look at me. And, and you could do that, but, but the, it's a psalm of worship, really. And, and the focus of the psalm is the work of a shepherd for the sheep. Remember, we talked about this last week. Shepherds do three things. Their presence, they protect, and they provide. You remember Jesus did a fourth. He propitiates. He, he dies for his sheep. And so what we learn from this psalm is who is this God that we worship? David is seen here as the under-shepherd. He is, he's explaining who the, who the chief shepherd is. And, and remember, this psalm is probably written while David is king. Most people think it's when Absalom was running him out of town. And instead of saying, you know, the Lord is my king or Lord is my military might or something like that, he pauses while he is a refuge, while he's fleeing from his own son. The Lord is my shepherd. Really, really is, is incredible. Um, well, let's start here. Um, verses 1 to 3 looks at the theme of restoration. So verse 1, the Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. Now, if you have an English background or you like to uh, um, fix people's grammar, right? you may not catch it because it's poetry, but imagine if that were a sentence. The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. It's bad English, ain't it? You shall not want what, right? Like, finish the thought, right? You shall not want what? Well, that, that, that's the beauty of it. And, um, um, and, and of, of course, we'll, we'll see what that is. Now, the Lord being our shepherd is, is a beautiful image, and that's what it's become. We, we, we love this idea, but you need to know it's not a compliment. If the Lord is my shepherd, that makes me his sheep. That is not a good thing. It'd be like the Lord is, 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 is my whatever and I am his cat, right? That is not a compliment, right? You don't want to be compared to a cat at all. Remember that sheep are dumb and because they are dumb, they are stubborn, right? Um, you can say, stop doing that. They're going to do it. Stop doing that. They're, they're going to do it. Um, we're, our, our dog is one years old now. She's still got some pup in her. And by that, I mean she's easily distracted. We go walking. She would do fine walking if she would just focus on the task at hand. Rather, she's she's doing this, and it's and what I mean, what I don't like is you're supposed to stand right next to me, right? Because I'm trying to train her to run. And so every once in a while, I'll stop and I'll let the uh, leash go a little loose, and she'll just keep going. She's not paying attention to nothing. And I could say, focus, let's go. Focus, let's go. Focus, let's go. She'll come back. She's right back over here. I mean, it, anything will get her attention. If there is trash on the ground, can I eat it? If there is grass over there, can I lick it? If there's another dog over there, can I bite them? If there's a person, will they pet me? I mean, it's constantly distracted. I mean, it's just, it's just so frustrating, right? Sheep, very, very stubborn. They are also defenseless and vulnerable. My dog, if, if necessary, can, can chew you up and spit you out. Sheep can't do that. Sheep, sheep, sheep are defenseless. And this is why the shepherd has to protect the sheep. And they are vulnerable. Um, if, if, you, if you raise sheep now, you're going to have um, you know, a, a, a fence to protect them. And, and, and you may have to, like if you have chickens, one of the things you, you can do is actually run some of the fence underground because, because animals are going to dig under it. 
right? We raised chickens briefly, and, and that was one of the things is to actually help bury some of the chicken wire just to keep uh, various uh, predators out. Um, chickens can't do much. They can at least run and fly away, kind of, sort of, get up in the tree. Sheep can't do nothing. Um, sheep are dirty. We'll come to this uh, in a minute. But wool attracts dirt. And chances are, if you were to drive down the road to the nearest uh, place where you can find sheep, they are dirty right now. We imagine sheep as bright, white, and beautiful, but they're outside. Our dog has a lot of white in her, and good luck going back to the way she was when she was first a pup, right? I mean, she, you just, when she goes outside, she's going to be dirty. She will stand out in the rain and jump in the mud. Right? She's a dog. That's what dogs do. Um, and so sheep are dirty. Sheep are dependent, and they are prone to follow. Uh, they, they are not um, independent, right? Um, Beyonce isn't singing, all my ladies who's independent, throw your hands up, right? They, they, they are prone to follow. And once they follow you, they know your voice. They're just going to go wherever it is. And so if, 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 a, if a lamb wanders off, one of the dangers is the other sheep may just follow, not even think about where they're going. Well, they seem to know where to go. I guess I'll just follow them. And that can put them in some really dangerous situations. So... On the one end, it's not a compliment. The Lord is your shepherd, that means you a sheep. But at the same time, if, if you are under the, the rule and guidance of, 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 of a good shepherd, you're really blessed. You're really blessed. Because you know that um, they will be present, you will be protected, and you will be provided for. That, that's a, a good shepherd. It, it makes for healthy, good, vibrant, joyful sheep. But there it is. I shall not want... Want what? Well, I think the main thing here is I shall not want another shepherd. Right? The, 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 so often we come to verse 1, and rightly so, and make it about contentment, as you should. But, but the key to contentment is the shepherd, not your attitude. If, if you have a good shepherd, you won't want another shepherd. And so, so the, 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 the idea of contentment is rooted in uh, who the shepherd is and what, what, what the shepherd does. Um, and so this is a statement of contentment, right? I have enough. I don't need anything else. Um, and what I have isn't goodies and all that. What I have is the shepherd. I have contentment. Secondly, I think it's a language of security, right? If, I, if, if the Lord is my shepherd, I have nothing to fear. That's going to come down to verse 4. You're rotting your stuff. They, they, they comfort me. Uh, but it, it, it's a sign of security, that I'm, I'm not looking for, for anything else. Everything I, I need, everything I have is in the shepherd security. It's also the language of self-control. When you can say, I, I, I shall not want, that means you are under control. The secret to self-control here is to know who your shepherd is. Right? When, when sheep begin to wander off, when sheep start going and doing things they shouldn't do, it is often because they have forgotten who their shepherd is. You can see why the Bible comes to this metaphor and loves the metaphor because it sees us in the metaphor. We're the sheep. The word pastor is the language of sheep. We, we, we talk about churches as being, uh, being a flock and, and, and everything for good reason. Y'all stubborn, right? You, you, uh, uh, I'll let you decide how dumb you are and, and, and just prone to wonder, right? We were saying this earlier before church. All these people who, who are faithful and good COVID hits or tragedy strikes their family or they got out of the habit, whatever it is, they just disappear, prone to wonder. 
Lord, I feel it. Right? Uh, Come thou fount. Um, I mean, sheep just describes who, who we are. Um, one helpful book, if you want, if you want to uh, dive a little bit more into Psalm 23, is Max Lucado's book, Traveling Light. You won't hear me recommend a lot of Max Lucado, not because I don't like him. I don't read a lot of them. Um, and, uh, uh, but I love his book on Psalm 23. Um, he's got some good books. I am, and so this is, he rewrites Psalm 23, okay? He says, and he says, see if this sounds familiar. I am my own shepherd. I am always in need. I stumble from mall to mall and shrink to shrink, seeking relief but never finding it. I creep through the valley of the shadow of death and fall apart. I fear everything from pesticides to power lines, and I'm starting to act like my mother. I go down to the weekly staff meeting and am surrounded by my enemies. I go home and even my goldfish scowls at me. I anoint my headache with extra strength Tylenol. My Jack Daniels runneth over. Surely misery and misfortune will follow me, and I will live in self-doubt for the rest of my lonely life. Doesn't that sound familiar? That's the American dream, right? But here you have a very different image. The Lord is my shepherd. I don't need another one. I don't need another one. Language of contentment. In verse 2, the language of rest. Um, He makes me lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside still waters. Now, here, I think he's talking about rest. The big idea of the first three verses is restoration. Starts with the contentment. I have, en- I have enough. I have a good shepherd. Here is rest. Um, and remember, the source of the rest is, is the shepherd. So he, the shepherd, that's the point. Not that I found rest, but that I am given rest in the shepherd. He makes me lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside quiet waters. Um, and notice that language, he makes me. It's, it's odd, isn't it? It's odd. Um, part of that we can understand. If you've got little kids or grandkids or whatever, sometimes you've got to make them finish their, their, their lunch. Make them eat their vegetables. We, we can sort of get that. Um, if, I, if I ever wanted to make my son cry when he was a kid, and to this day, make him eat something he doesn't want to eat. Right? I mean, you talk about tears. I mean, the boy would rather be spanked than to eat something he doesn't want to eat. The only thing he eats is like, Two types of pop tarts, um, the nastiest mac and cheese you can find, and uh, chicken nuggets from Wendy's. That's about it, right? Uh, Own oh, bread. If it's bread, he'll eat it. I blame my wife's family for all that. Uh, but what does he mean by make? He makes me uh, lie down. Um, well, sheep typically rise from 4 a.m. and they'll graze to about 10 a.m. until they are tired and thirsty. Now, as we'll see with the water, some of the water, they can get some water from the dew, but, you know, that dries up pretty quickly. So there's grazing uh, for several hours in the morning. Um, They cannot drink when they get too hot because it nauseates them, nor can they drink on a full stomach of undigested grass. You can see why sheep are just so just weird and complicated and why they require a shepherd 24 hours a day. So a shepherd has to force them to lie down uh, to cool off and to digest their food, preferably in a shaded area that's not always available out in the field. But just lie down, calm down, and let your food digest and everything else. But sheep won't just lie down. You have to meet certain requirements. Uh, here are four. This, this, again, is coming from Philip Keller's book, uh, Shepherd's Look of Psalm 23. One is you, you have to deal with their fear. Sheep are very timid animals. And they will not lie down if there is any reason for them to panic, be anxious, or fearful. 
right? And anything can spook them. Anything can spook them. Tension is another one. Uh, due to their social behavior, they will not lie down unless they are free from touching other sheep. You, you probably have a cousin like that. Thirdly, if they are aggravated, they won't lie down. Uh, flies and other pests will keep them from lying down. We'll come to this at the end of the, 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 the psalm with the uh, anoint my head with oil. Um, but like any outdoor animal, the outdoor pests are going to bother you. And, and if they are aggravated by these sort of things, and some of them can get kind of crazy what happens to them, they will not lie down. They're just being they're driving them crazy. right? Finally, um, the shepherd has to see to it they're not hungry. They will not lie down if there is the need to find food, right? And this is why you let them graze for, for six hours or so, and then you, you know they've got their stomach full. Then you have to go and help them lie down. But if the, 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 there isn't enough pasture for them, they're going to just keep looking for uh, food and wear themselves out. Okay? And that's not good. That's not a healthy sheep. Um, now, if these requirements aren't met, the sheep will refuse to, to rest, which means it is the shepherd's responsibility to meet these needs. Um, so he makes them lie down in green pastures. There is another way a shepherd can make them lie down in green pastures. If a, if a sheep is too stubborn or keeps wandering off or is a danger to themselves and to others, there is another option he has. Lay that sheep's little leg across his lap and break it. If temporary pain is necessary to keep the sheep safe, he'll do it. Um, we have plenty of examples of that um, throughout history and everything. That, that this is part of it. It's very possible that when Jesus talks about the one lamb that went away and left the 99, he very likely may have had to do that to teach the, the lamb a lesson. And thus you would carry the sheep on his shoulders, that classic image back to the fold. Uh, so the shepherd can make us lie down. One of the things that I, I, I say was, I don't know if good is, a, is the right word, but a good thing about COVID is it forced us all to stop. Um, do you remember that? Did you feel a little more restful? If you weren't watching the news, maybe you were. If you, if you were watching the news, you were anxious. Stop doing that even now. But I remember thinking, you know, my schedule just cleared up. Like I was supposed to start soccer season, man. It just cleared up. Wasn't running around, couldn't drive nowhere, got to spend time with the family. Sometimes God just says, okay, you need a day off. Here's, here's, a, here's a flu. Here's for me a migraine. Here's, here's whatever. Last Thursday, I, I just had one of those days where you did not want to see me. I was not in a good mood. I felt awful when I woke up. And at like 9, 9.30, where I was like, okay, if the headache goes away, I'll go in. I eventually just emailed Annette. So I hadn't slept all night. Was just, I was in one of those moods. I said, you know what? I'm just going to take the day off. Right? I am, I'm good to know. And sometimes God just says, stop. And he will do that. Green pastures. Well, he makes me lie down green pastures. Well, in order for a sheep to have a full stomach, green pastures are necessary, right? You don't want them to eat carpet, do you? Um, so uh, most countries, particularly the Middle East, with sheep were dry, arid land like in Palestine. So this is the problem, right? If you don't have a lot of green pastures, it'd be like sort of raising cattle in Arizona or Nevada right now. I wouldn't recommend that. There's no grass. You should probably go to a state known for its bluegrass. You know, uh, that, you know we, that's why we have a lot of cattle here. You're not going to have cattle over there as, at the levels that, that, that we do. Well, uh, green pastures didn't happen by chance or by accident. 
um, they were the result of a lot of work the shepherd uh, would do. And so uh, rough and rocky land would have to be cleared. Stumps had to be removed. Brush had to be burned. Soil had to be plowed, seeded, and irrigated. Um, and this is still the case, right? Uh, I grew up on, on a cattle farm, still a cattle farm all around mom and dad's house. And uh, uh, we'll, we'll get to this again in, in, in verse 4. But the farmers, you have to keep cattle moving, like a lot of animals, right? If you keep cattle in one field, they will just run over that field and there's no grass left. So while they are in this field tearing it up, eating all the grass, you've got to get this other field prepared for them. Um, I, uh, I saw a post on Facebook with a, a spouse of a legislator, and he was talking about the, the droughts that hopefully we're coming out of. And he says, well, this is the last field I have for the cattle. I hope the rain is enough for the other fields. And that's the concern of a good shepherd, right? That, that green pastures don't happen by accident, that, that he provides those for his sheep. So the green pastures, right? Again, it's about the shepherd, not the sheep. The shepherd makes me lie down in green pastures. He leads me, like a good shepherd would, uh, to still, or King James, quiet waters. Well, once again, this is something sheep need. Sheep will not drink from running water. So don't take them to Niagara Falls. Right? Uh, don't take them where the water's just rushing. Okay? Don't take them to the Falls of Rough. Okay? Uh, falls of the Ohio. Don't take them anywhere like that. They're not going to drink. They're very timid animals. The, the, the sound and the sight and everything is too much for them. What they need is quiet, still waters. And um, so the, the shepherd has to provide this. Now, uh, they, uh, the shepherd has to lead them there. Right? He has to say, all right, it's time for you to get some of the drink. They could drink from the dew in the morning, but eventually when it starts to get hot, uh, he has to say, okay, you're getting dehydrated. We have to take you down here uh, for it. Um, he is the one uh, to, to do that. Um, if he doesn't do that, one of the places they will go are um, mud puddles. And what will you find at mud puddles? Parasites and other pests. So not only is it not healthy to drink that water, but the things that would keep them from uh, laying in the green grass, um, by not providing good still water, you're actually making the situation worse, just cyclical, right? And when they're aggravated, they won't sit down, which makes them more dehydrated, which makes them go to the mud waters, which makes them more, you know, and all that sort of stuff. So, so the shepherd has to provide all this. So, so notice here you have, because the Lord is my shepherd, I am... I am without wants. Because the Lord is my shepherd, I can have real rest. And the source of rest is not in what I accomplish, but in the gifts that he gives me. If he's my shepherd, I have enough. I can rest. Right? And you, you can apply this right to the New Testament, where Jesus claims for himself to be the Sabbath. One who is greater than the Sabbath is here. What does that mean? Well, at the very least means that in him, you will find rest for your weary souls. Why? He's the good shepherd. He's the good shepherd. Notice in, in verse 3, restoration. He restores my soul. Now, uh, I think there's some real truth to this. What, 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 is, what is in mind here? Well, uh, Philip Keller and others suggest that what he's describing here is a cast sheep. Uh, my Word document, uh, the... Uh, um, Spelling check, thought I was trying to spell a cat's sheep. 
It is, I'm not talking about a cat sheep. I'm talking about a cast sheep, right? Uh, one that has fallen over. Um, I was trying to explain this to the kids the other day. They never heard of a cast anything. So they Googled cast animals, and they laughed forever and ever at, like, sheep with their legs sticking up in the air. They just thought that was the funniest thing in the world. Like, well, okay. I hope you get that from the other side of the family, but I know better. Um, But one of the reasons a shepherd is constantly counting his sheep is because he knows if a lamb wanders off, he will have to go find that lamb because the clock is ticking. If that sheep is cast, it could be a very short amount of time, maybe longer, but very likely a very short amount of time uh, before uh, that sheep dies. A cast sheep is a sheep who, who is on the verge of death. It cannot survive like that. Um, it's when a sheep rolls over and, and cannot get back up. Now, there's a number of reasons for this. Some are too overweight. And so they don't have the, 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 the strength to, to roll back over. If they have really long fleece, right? So one of the reasons why you, you want to shear your sheep is because it helps protect them from being cast. Imagine carrying that much weight and, and, and all of a sudden you're just, you're just uh, going to do that. And so they could easily, with all that weight, just lay down, and before you know it, they've gone too, too, too far over by losing their center of gravity and everything else. Um, now, when this happens, sheep do the very things you're told not to do. Panic. Right? Um, when we were learning the drive, one of the things mom and dad made a big deal about is, is you're going down the road, and let's say you get too close to the white line. And mom and dad just preached this. Don't panic. The worst thing you could do is jerk that wheel over, right? Now, my dad would say, why are you over on the white line? My taxes pay for both sides of the road. Don't just hug the yellow line. Play chicken over the yellow line, right? That was, that was dad, right? My taxes are, are for both sides of the road. Uh, don't fall off the edge. But let's say you, you do get over a little bit more. And even with the, the, the little noise things, right? Your tire runs over. Uh, your temptation is, oh, no, we're going to die right? It's the worst thing you can do because then you will wreck the car when you overcorrect and whatnot. Well, so too, the worst thing for sheep to do is when they cast, they start to panic. And, and this causes all kinds of problems. The more they kick, the more danger that they are in. The heart starts to beat. They have all the anxiety stuff that, that, we, that whenever we do that, we, we have problems. Um, and uh, the longer they were in that a situation, the worst physical problems they have. Eventually, uh, gases will collect in their stomach, and, and then the stomach will expand and then harden, making it difficult for the sheep to breathe. This is a serious problem. Blood circulation will then be cut off to the legs, and its legs will become numb. If it were hot and sunny, a sheep could die within a few hours of suffocation. If it were cool and rainy, a sheep could lie in despair for two to three days before it dies of suffocation. It's not a good situation. Buzzards will fly around and wait for the lamb to die. One of the ways you find a cast sheep is to look to see where the buzzards are. One of the first ethical questions I ever got from a member, brand new pastor, saw the new pastor smell, was from a farmer who had cattle. He said, preacher, I got a question for you. It's against the law to shoot buzzards. I said, yeah, I realize that. He said, what if you had a new calf? And one of the things they do is, is they like to stir up the mother. And in trying to protect her calf, she, she may actually stomp on her own calf and kill it. I shot a buzzard this week to protect. Right? 
you, you, see, you see what he's saying. It's the same thing. Buzzards know where the vulnerability is, and, and they, 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 they eat uh, you know, whenever they, they, they die. And so buzzards will fly around for days just waiting, just waiting for that lamb to die because they know exactly what's happening to it. This is a very situation, serious situation. Um, and so the only hope such a cast sheep has is for a good shepherd to restore them. Now, you can't just say, well, look at you, plop, let's go. It didn't, didn't, didn't work that way. It doesn't work that way at all. Um, well, uh, what causes a cast sheep, a sheep to become cast? Wool uh, 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 gets a lot of uh, dirt, um, and that will collect manure, uh, debris, everything. The shepherd has to do all that. Old Testament priests were not allowed to wear wool inside the temple because it attracts dirt too much. Um, and that, that makes sense. You know, when I go running, I don't wear cotton because it attracts too much sweat. And that creates a lot of other problems. Similar idea, all right? Because it just soaks it all in. So a shepherd couldn't just go and pick it up. He would have to first massage the legs to get the circulation back. Uh, he would roll it on its side to release the gases in its stomach. He would talk to the sheep to soothe the sheep and lower its, 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 its anxiety. We do the same thing today. Right, someone is anxious. Right, um, uh, you ever see uh, like an uh, EMT? Hey, uh, tell me what's your name? You got any kids? What, what's the whole point of getting them to talk? You keep them awake and all this. Sort of, you calm them down. Calm them down. Right, get them to tell a story. Right, get, get them to talk. Same thing that a shepherd, a good shepherd, will do with with his sheep. Um, he will eventually roll the sheep on its belly, his hand under its belly, and lift it up. Um, and when the lamb would be ready to stand, the legs would wobble because of the lost circulation. So often, that shepherd will have to carry the sheep himself. And sheep are not light, particularly grown sheep. And so he has to be strong. He may have to walk for miles. You remember that in Jesus' parable, he leaves the 99 for the one. Um, and there it is. He leads me on paths of righteousness. After reviving the sheep, he guides the sheep. A sheep that wanders off becomes too much of a burden. This filth is a real danger. What he needs is to be restored. He needs to be restored. And it's the shepherd that does that. You see here that in, in, in this psalm, if you read it from the perspective of the sheep, you and I create our own problems. We, we are prone to be discontent. We are prone to be restless. We are prone to be cast. Tell you what, just... Go to Kroger, go to Walmart, go anywhere in this city, and you tell me how many lost sheep you see. This is what you see. This is what you see. And this is why we need a good shepherd. One who will come. He will protect, provide, be present, and of course lay down his life for his sheep. As a lamb. Well, let me add just one little detail. I, I mentioned that high priests couldn't go into the temple wearing wool. That was against the law. That's because, it, again, it, it, it contracted dirt. Um, and yet, if, if you read the Bible, the Bible pictures wool. Yes, it, is, it contracts dirt, but it is equally a picture of purity and holiness. Let me give you a few examples. Isaiah 118, Come now, let us reason together, says the Lord. Though your sins are like scarlet, they will be white as snow. Though they are red like crimson, they should become like wool. Daniel 7, verse 9. As I looked, thrones were placed, and the Ancient of Days took his seat. 
His clothing was white as snow, and the hair of his head like pure wool. His throne was fiery flames, its wheels were burning fire. One more. Revelation 1.14. The hairs of his head were white, like white wool, like snow. His eyes like a flame of fire. You, you see what the Bible's doing is, is it uses both snow and wool to communicate the same thing. Purity, glory, and holiness. The difference between wool that contracts dirt and a wool that demonstrates purity is the care of a shepherd. The shepherd takes the dirt. The shepherd cleans the lamb. The shepherd makes us white like wool. That's the beauty of the gospel. And because of that, what we get, as David shows here, we are given a shepherd without want. What else would we want when we have a shepherd like this? We are given the rest for our weary souls in Christ, who though cast and broken and in despair, we are restored. Well, that's good news. That's good news. Well, let's get out a little early. Danny, we miss anything? That's good stuff. All right. We'll look at the uh, scary stuff, Lord willing, next week. Um, uh, John, you close us in prayer? I, Danny had to pray Monday, so we'll give him the day off. Yeah.